Welcome, everybody, to our September edition of What the EdTech. Smoke, how are you doing? It's a new school year, Rob. It is. It is. I'm so glad to be back. This is such an amazing time, I believe, in public education. I agree. You know, this is the first year that I'm seeing teachers go from needing a digital diet to, okay, let's play and make some real magic happen. So I am very excited and optimistic for this school year. We have an amazing guest today. I know. I've been looking at the notes and I'm like, this is going to be epic because this educator is not only a great teacher leader, but she's changing the lives of many students across the district. Yep. And we have a special surprise that she's going to tell us today. So my friend, Olivia Sumner, is our guest today. She's from Education Imagine Academy. Olivia, won't you say hi to everyone? Yes. Hey, I'm so excited to be here in the presence of greatness with the two of you. So thank you for having me. We're excited to have you. And Olivia, what is your one big hope for this school year? I, oh my goodness, one hope for the school year, but there's so many smokes. It could be more than one, but what's one that's (laughs) resonating to you today? I want to see more girls in STEM and throughout the district, we've been seeing that. And now we're branching out into the middle school realm with girls who code. And so I just, I just want to continue to see that flourish and thrive. So let's talk about those things. Um, Thinking about girls who game and girls who code, tell us some history of both of those. Yeah. So girls who code um, is a program that's all about getting girls coding, whether it's on the computer with robots or even fully offline and just engaging with one another, building that sisterhood um, of girls in STEM. And the whole goal is to increase um, the number of women who end up in STEM fields because only about 28% of women are in the STEM fields currently. Um, And of those 28%, only 11 are women of color. Um, So we really want to reach those girls that maybe don't have those opportunities or just because of gender stereotypes are limited in what they believe they can do in those areas. Um, And so coding really focuses on the actual code side and building the sisterhood, whereas Girls Who Game branches out a little bit more and focuses on the esports side with a strong focus on being change makers. Um, through Minecraft, which is a really exciting way to pull the girls in. So, Olivia, how many schools do we do Girls Who Code in? Oh, my goodness. Um, So last year we had 21 clubs at the elementary level. Um, This year we have about that many at the elementary level and we've branched out to middle. And I don't have a final number for you on middle yet because I'm still waiting on some of those teachers to get back to me. But I am hopeful that it'll be a majority of our middle school buildings because that's when it's really pivotal that we get those girls involved in STEM. Um, By eighth grade is when we see that drop off happen. And so we know that age group is vital. Well, I can tell you, Olivia, I have three daughters all in their 20s now. And uh, even as their dad is a leader in tech, I could not influence my kids to take on a a tech responsibility as far as uh, going on to some technical field. I think, you know, but I think it's amazing to see what you're doing. Um, Where do you see uh, these girls as we focus on elementary? Do you see us changing that stereotype? Do you see it within the the club itself? 
I definitely do. Um, these girls build their confidence, not even just with STEM. You're talking about their entire being changes and they flourish in ways that they didn't know were possible um, because they've built this thing up inside of themselves that society has maybe told them to, to squash a little bit. Um, and so it's it's really amazing to watch them change as entire people, um, not just in STEM or just coding or any of those things. They are really learning. They're, they're becoming their true selves because they're learning that they can. They have that permission in the safe space. So you're saying that it's just as much leadership skills as it is learning how to do computer science. Oh, yes. It goes so far beyond that. In fact, there's a whole curriculum inside of Girls Who Code that keeps you off the computer. It's fully unplugged. It's all about just getting the girls together and problem solving outside of the code. So, so really tell me about ahead. a Tell me an anecdote, a story where you've seen a student really just come into her own through this experience. Uh, well, we, um, oh gosh, every year, every year, there's at least one or two girls that I'm like, oh, I don't know how to let you go. Um, but I'm going to go all the way back to like pre-COVID, my first year of teaching, um, brought girls who code in. We were the first first club in the district at Cloud Elementary, and I had a selective mute student. And she, um, for many reasons, chose not to speak often. Um, and so when we started, we always start with unplugged activities and sisterhood building. And instead, we started her on the computer and, and she actually started with coding and we reversed it for her, where she built herself up. To those sisterhood activities and by the end of the year and i'm getting goosebumps because oh my heart by the end of the year she was leading those activities and she was going around and actually recruiting the second graders that would be third grade to come into our group and yeah she's wonderful so that's a very big step for a seven-year-old a very big step oh, for us well she was a fourth grader but she was for a 10-year-old it's a big deal yes oh yes <laughs> regardless of age so let's step on to gaming. Like I, I know uh, we started an esports program a couple of years ago. Um, when I think about girls who game, what kind of skills are these girls building in that program? So what's unique about girls who game is it pulls in the sustainable development goals from the UN and we actually compete internationally. Um, Prior to this year, we stayed in level one and level two cohorts, <laughs> meaning we would do the build challenge for the whole semester and we would compete through just our recordings of what we had built. Um, it's always an issue relating to the SDGs um, where like if we're dealing with sustainability, how could we rebuild Wichita to make it more sustainable? And so that was one of our challenges. This year we get to compete in the esports arena um, at the end of each semester and they give us a certain amount of time and we are live in the world building with people from all over the world. Um, and that one's just a build challenge outside of the sustainable development goal um, option. And we're really excited to get into the esports arena a little bit further. Um, but that's not the best part to me about Girls Who Game. The best part is the change maker portion. Don't get me wrong, they love to build. But these girls are learning about very real issues and in our in our world, in our community, and how they can fix them. So how do they get to take control of these issues and make a better world for themselves and future generations? I love those sustainable development goals. Agreed. Agreed. There's there is something for every single content area when you're using the SDGs in the classroom. 
So that being said, how have you transitioned as a practitioner by having these experiences with Girls Who Game and Girls Who Code? So when I first started Girls Who Code, I really thought it was just going to be a fun hobby. It's just a fun club to do with the kids, get them engaged, and hopefully get more girls into STEM in the long run. Um, But especially when COVID hit and everything went fully virtual and I started Girls Who Game, um, I had a mentor named Myla Lee, and she's um, very big in the project-based learning realm and turning that into the virtual the virtual side of things and she has pblworks.org is her organization um it was through working with her that i learned how hands-on and life-changing education truly can be like outside of anything i had ever imagined and so through girls who game and girls who code i have been able to build myself as an educator to change the way that i teach to be very focused on those sustainable development goals and on making sure my students are becoming change makers. Not just, they're not just learning how to read and write or you know do their multiplication and all the things, or even how to code. They are learning how to work together to make the world a better, more peaceful place. That's, that's a game changer in, in all perspectives, right? And for our listeners who are not familiar with the sustainable development goals, these are things such as life on land, How do we build a sustainable environment for animals to be doing well? Education for every person, especially girls. It's elements around um, clean water. Just all the things of those big, wicked problems that this world faces, that there's this plan all across the world of moving towards a more sustainable planet. That's what it's all about. And that you are finding that way to team not only a hobby, but a career path and problem solving real world big issues, no doubt that's changing your heart. It's It's been amazing, absolutely amazing. And it's because of the kids, it's not me. Like it's these kids, their ideas, they grow me, you know what I mean? Like they're what, they're what caused me to grow. So it's been an awesome experience. That's amazing. And we have some amazing news from Education Imagine Academy. Olivia, you wanna, Share those news that we found out today. Yes, yeah, so we are officially a Microsoft Showcase School, which is, what is it, Rob? One of 30 in the whole country? Is that right? 30 in the United States. Um, there's several throughout the world. And uh, this is our third year getting it, I believe. It is. Yes. And we have nine. Is it nine or 11? Um, it is nine, uh, 11. I think it's a nine. <laughs> Microsoft nine. Um, experts. Yeah. Microsoft Innovative uh, Educator Experts. So I think um, it's such an amazing program that we have at EI Academy. And, uh, you know, it's it, it's great to have Amanda Young uh, leading that program. And I think people like you, Olivia, and the rest of the staff there at EI Academy uh, do amazing work to integrate technology for students to have a great experience, both in a virtual world and in a face-to-face. Because if if you haven't experienced EIA, it's not totally virtual, right? You want to kind of explain what that day looks like? Yes, we have wonderful in-person learning opportunities for our families that would like to get some of that socialization and get some more hands-on learning. Um, so every Thursday morning, we have kindergarten through eighth grade in the building and fourth through eight are actually doing uh, STEM-based projects kind of similar to what we talked about um, with Girls Who Game and the Sustainable Development Goals, but we are 
fully offline unless we're doing research during that time. This year, every quarter we are researching a different um, natural disaster and the students will have choice within those natural disasters and actually have people from the community come in and talk. They will do experiments based on those disasters and then figure out how humans can both prevent them and how they can help make a difference with repairing when those disasters do inevitably happen. Um, and so we're pulling in those goals and just, again, figuring out ways to make it real to our students and how they can make a difference. That's awesome. Smoke? You know what? I think Olivia set the stage when she said, you know, that her heart and everything else is because of the kids. And I think that's exactly what happens at EIA every single day. Yeah. So that being said, Rob, I think we just give her a cyber high five. There it is. <laughs> and we'll see you all next time on What the Tech. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you.